people. Welcome once again to the Party of Fun podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week on the show, we are closing out 2020, thank God, with a very special game of Penultimate with Quinn B. Rodriguez. Quinn is a tabletop RPG designer, sensitivity reader, actual play streamer, and honestly, just a wonderful person to hang out with and play a game. This was an experience that I really, really loved. Speaking of their design work, they are currently running a New Year's sale over on their Itch page at quintastic.itch.io. You can pick up a number of their exquisitely crafted fever dreams, all for half price. You've got a couple days left to go get that uh, in on that sale. I can't recommend it enough. I personally recommend picking up Penultimate, which is partially my segue into talking about the game that we played this week, and partially just because, goddamn... I adore the fever dream that is Penultimate. Penultimate is a game of wits between death and the witch that fell in love with them. One player plays the witch, mightiest of their kind, the other death, most feared by all mortals. You have danced and danced and danced, but the wick burns down for one of you and this macabre love affair cannot last. Penultimate is beautiful and sad and bittersweet and emotional and just... This perfect, wonderful experience that, like, I loved just so much, and I really want you to go pick up this Fever Dream, because it's it's incredible, and it's beautiful, and it's beyond just being great to play, like, it embodies that really wonderful sense of, of lyrical design, where, like, the act of reading it, I gush about this on the episode, but, like, the act of reading it and is in self this incredibly cathartic experience that... Um, I've gushed about this for a good long while now. Go pick up this game. Go get it for half off while it is on sale for the new year. Ring out 2020 with a beautiful, heart-wrenching story about death and the witch that love them. You can find more information about Quinn's 2020 is over party sale on Itch.io and about Penultimate in the show notes. Now, I think, unless I am mistaken, I think that's all I've got. So let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am honestly just really, really excited to be sitting down with Quinn B. Rodriguez. Quinn, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Well, thank you so much for having me, Jeff. I'm very excited to be here. I am very excited as well. I It has been a, a while. I know that we have been trying to lock down this recording <laughs> for a while. And like, I have been, I'm excited that we're getting to do it, especially because the game that we're playing this week is one that you wrote and one that I've read through several times. And every single time I've read through it, I've gone... This is going to be dope. <laughs> this is going to be a dope game and going to a dope episode. So I'm really, really excited. Um, speaking of that game, uh, why don't you take a moment, let us know what we're playing this week, as well as anything else you've got going on that you might want the audience at home to know about. Oh, geez. Uh, okay, sure. Um, so the game we're playing today is called Penultimate. Uh, and the unofficial tagline is a game of wits between death and the witch who fell in love with them. So... It's a great tagline. <laughs> Thank you. It is a very queer game about the inevitable, and I, mm, I'm bad at explaining it. It's just this, it's queer, and it's about death, and like, what, what more, else do you need, honestly? I mean, want? <laughs> I, I, it, at the risk of sounding like a parody of myself, those were the two things that you told me about this game, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to play this on the show. Like, where this is, this is going to happen. And so, like, on what the, you know, we both laughed when we said, what else do you need? But, like, at but, least for me, that was literally all I needed. I, yeah, apparently it's all I needed as well. 
<laughs> and I worked with an illustrator, Jesse Weirich, uh, at Jehus the Moose on Twitter, who is so fantastic, and I love working with Jesse. And the art in this game, it it's really, so beautiful. It makes it's, it. It's so good. It's 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 like it's it's little. Like there's like mm-hmm. it's the the pieces themselves. The actual illustrations are like small and like there's they're they're sparse, but they're sparse and small in the way that you want them to be, and that yes. they like. They convey tone. They convey the tone and the feel of the game perfectly. It's, yes, and like it's spoilers. I guess I, I'm <laughs> going to talk about it now because I've told you about it twice off mic, and now we're going to put it on mic. So uh, a core component of the game is uh, the the PDF is formatted with a candle that runs through, and every phase of the game is illustrated with a candle that slowly burns out. And as that happens, there is a gradient that runs through the game, act the actual text of the game. The background changes from white to black. And the first time I read it, I thought my computer was messing up. <laughs> and like, and then I realized what was happening and I like jumped in my seat and, and uh, my partner, Jen Frank, producer of the show, looked over at me and was like, Jeff, what happened? And I was like, this game, it dope, did a thing. Ah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, it's funny. There is a... There's a piece of art pretty early on, um, and I don't think Jesse has seen my raven skull tattoo, but it is identical to my raven skull tattoo that I got in Iceland last year. And when she sent it to me, I was like, oh, hello. Okay, that's familiar. Did you know I had this? I don't think I've seen you since I got this. <laughs> like- that's... <laughs> that rules. That rules so hard. That make that... That is amazing. That that absolutely owns. Ugh. <sighs> <sighs> Well, all right. Okay. I think we're ready to get into this thing. Um, so we'll start with a note about safety following the following the the text of the book. Uh, this is a game about intimacy and vulnerability. Um, we should talk about what we both want to gain from playing this game, about the things that we do and do not want to engage with. Ah, but Jeff, from this fever dream. Yes, you're right. <laughs> you're sorry. This fever, the things we want to gain from this fever dream. We'll talk about the things we want to engage in not during play, and then we will respect those boundaries. Mm. So let me ask you, Quinn, what do you want to gain from this fever Oh, please. Why did I think that for some reason I would never have to answer this question about safety that I wrote? Um, <laughs> at the risk of sounding very corny, Jeff, I would just like to get to know you a little better through it. I'm cool. I'm that, that, you know what? I feel exactly the same. I would love to... I want to... At the risk of sounding pretentious, there uh, I uh, there is a moment of loaded silence that is going to come at the end of this particular experience. Yes. And, like, I want to savor that moment as much as possible. And I think, like, getting yes. to know you and having this, like, quality experience together, like, I want that moment of silence to be something really, like, powerful and something that I, like, walk away from this thinking about. See... Jeff, everything I do and write and say is pretentious, so I appreciate that so much, and I also want that, and I'm very excited. Hell yeah, hell yeah! And so with that, uh, what is there anything you don't want to come up dur- or don't want to engage with during play? Um, I can't think of anything specific that hasn't come up in our previous safety talks. Yeah, I think the only thing that I would add to it is mm-hmm. I think for somewhat obvious reasons like um and I think it probably won't necessarily come up having read through the text and like knowing the flow of it, but like 
I guess, prolonged suffering or particularly, like, illness-related prolonged suffering is something oh, that I don't want to engage absolutely. with. Like, that is... Absolutely. I, I, I know that the flow of play, like, pushes it in a very different direction, but that is something that, like, if we cannot engage with, I would like that. Yeah. That is super valid. Hell yeah. Cool. And so with that, we have we have talked through our safety, and it is time to get into it. Um, so the first question to answer... Um, which of us will be playing the witch and which of us will be playing death? I would love to play the witch. Done. Uh, so you are the witch, mightiest of their kind, and I am death, most feared by all mortals. You have danced and danced and danced, but the wick burns down for one of you, and this macabre love affair cannot last. Death only loves what they cannot have after all, and they have everything but you. So good. I'm really excited. So, we've got some stats. Um, each of us is going yes. to have mortality, which measures our connection to the living. Uh, the higher the number, the more alive you are. And the other is cunning, which measures our ability to read the other's true intention. Um, we have uh, Our materials are two six-sided dice, a timer, and a stopwatch. Uh, the witch, you're going to begin with a d6 in mortality yes. and a d6 in cunning. Uh, I begin with zero mortality, which makes sense, <laughs> and a d6 in cunning. So I'm going to roll that six-sided dice. Where's my gay d6? There it is. Yeah, you know right. what? I grabbed two, like, I grabbed two creepy, like, black marble dice. I'm grabbing my gay dice. Gay dice. Gay dice. Gay dice. Gay dice. Gay dice. <laughs> Let's see. Mortality four. Okay, not bad. Not terrible. Because zero is dead. Uh, let's see. Cunning. Six! <laughs> Ooh, that will be useful later, TM. There I, it is. I think, if I remember the game that I wrote. <laughs> Alright, so I have begun with a zero in mortality, and I'm going to roll this yes. d6. That is a one in cunning. Alright, oh. we'll get there. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll play it by ear. We'll wing it. Um, Okay. Now and so with our with our stats filled out, uh, we can begin the first movement. Yes. Which would you like to read through the the text on the first movement? Yes, I will do so. Which your time, like all else on this earth, has come. Take a moment to settle any mortal affairs if you have them. Tell your partner partners that it's time for you to die. Tell your friends that it's time for you to die. Do not tell them you might yet escape. Even you aren't sure that's true. So what does that look like? What what who who if anyone are you telling that it's time for you to die? What is what does settling your mortal affairs look like? I think I wake up early cuz I know what day it is mm -hmm. and I've known this day is coming for a very long time. Uh so I purposefully get up early with the sun and I walk around my very empty home. Uh, very well-lived-in, loved home and say goodbye to every, like, familiar inch mm -hmm. of it. I've run my hands over the shelves and the walls and that one bastard creaky <laughs> floorboard that I hate that I never mm -hmm. fixed. Let me, let uh, me ask you a question. Like, what is, yeah. what does the decor of this space look like? Like, what, what does your, what does your, your witchy home, what is the, what is the aesthetic that we're that 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 of that makes up this place? You know, it might be a little cliche, but it just feels very cottagecore. Okay, I can, yep, yeah, I very, feel that. Like, yep, kind of like goth cottagecore, just like old witch out in the woods. Sure, 
doing doing my, my witchy thing with all my books and my various accoutrements. Uh, I iconic yeah. the kids would say. Yes, <laughs> the witch classic TM. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I I don't think there are any people in my life to say goodbye to. I think I might have outlived them, or there might not have been anyone at all. Mm. I love that. So, when your affairs are in order, death knocks upon the door. And we start the stopwatch. I've pulled up a Google stopwatch, and I have started it. All right. uh, So, for the benefit of the audience, which do not keep death waiting, invite them in, offer them tea, coffee, bones, whiskey, water. Uh, So, I open the door. And I recognize you, of course. Mm-hmm. And oh, death! You're later than I thought you'd be. Uh, come on, come on in. Come on. Can I get you some tea? Some. I. The kettle is clearly boiling. I clearly remembered to state that uh, in <laughs> the things that I was doing before. <laughs> um, I would love just if you could just if you have honey, I would just love some hot water, honey, and maybe some lemon. That can absolutely be arranged, and I will go off to uh, do that in the the kitchen. That's the place where you do things. Uh- <laughs> I, I, I picture uh, death as wearing. I, I'm going to say death is wearing. Um, I don't want to say strictly like business wear, and I don't want to. I don't want to be so. I think. I think death is wearing, I'm going to say like the, the vibe that I get is like a biker jacket is like a, is Ooh. like a, a, a black and like silver, silver trim biker jacket. Ooh. And, um, it is shockingly immaculate. And I think, I think it is, mm. it is more well kept than like. You know, than death, than than such a thing should look like, and mm-hmm. I think that it is maybe. Oh, it's definitely the more I think about it, the more I love it. Is a very, it is a very kind of um, anachronistic looking jacket, though, right? Like it, yeah. it definitely has the fringe along the chest. Like it is a very kind oh of seventies looking jacket, and I think that like it. For being something that looks so old and looks so out of place, it is immaculate. Like, that that leather still shines as if it was purchased yesterday. I love that so much. That's so good. I think I take this, I take the hot water and honey, and, like, I I hold it, but I don't drink it for a very long time. And, like, I think Mm. it, you know, until it sort of starts to cool and the honey kind of pools along the bottom mm-hmm. and then I just chug it back excellent so which if death accepts your gift add a point to cunning Da-da-da-da. so I will do that which brings me to seven mm-hmm. uh, which will be useful later um, and then talk about the weather Talk about the neighbors. Talk about anything other than the obvious. So I think, I think the living room is kind of 
There's like an unnecessary amount of seating, and I think most of it is either understuffed or overstuffed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I don't think I, the witch, have changed out of my morning dressing gown, honestly, because what is the point? Um, yes, so I would take a seat on one of the overly plush um, chairs and gesture for you to take a seat wherever you want. I think I I think I I continue to stand and there is I think at first it seems very ominous like there's that very intent that very specific feeling of like looking up at someone and like the world seems to converge around them mm. and then that is broken in an instant as I just stammer out I I don't I don't know where to put the cup did you do you have a <laughs> a sink or a I could just like put it on a table if that's easier. I don't I didn't wanna I don't wanna make a ring. <laughs> I don't know if you have coasters. I think I will gesture to a coaster. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And I like I and then I immediately like settle in and then I'm very back to being like cool and mysterious. <laughs> But but in a overly way overly conscientious death. But in a way that feel like I, I'm I'm back to being like ominous, but in a way that feels I think and I think you probably know this better than anyone, this feels yeah. this is this is a this is this is the bit, right? This is this is on the job. Yeah. Oh absolutely. <laughs> and I think I probably sit back and just go, so, how many souls have you reaped already today? Well, um, you know, they like to say on the days when we, when we're, when we're, when we're bringing in a big one that they, they drop our quota. So shockingly none. Shockingly, I've only got, I've only got the one soul to reap today. Ah. Well, I heard, um, the Jenkinsons weren't doing terribly well, so I was wondering if you were paying them a visit anytime soon. Oh, they, um, yeah, they will be, uh, they've got a, honestly, we have a whole, we have a whole team coming to visit them tomorrow. Um, it is, ah. it is going to be, it's gonna be i mean you know the 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 news has been notified it is going to be Mm. it is going to be a scene rather boring for you isn't it you know honestly you'd think that but sometimes like sometimes even if i'm not going to be pictured for obvious reasons sometimes getting involved in the tabloid stuff is it's a little bit of a guilty pleasure i guess i would describe it as like you know you know getting to getting to getting to point to a getting to point to a, a clickbait article and being like i was there for that like there's something more satisfying for that than you would expect do you read a lot of clickbait articles <sighs> mm. I'd like to say no. I would love to say no. I'd love to say I'm better than that, but no. I read them all the time. 
because you know here's the problem is that i am extremely susceptible to a clickbait headline or if you if you send me a headline that's like you're never gonna believe what this person got caught doing i i gotta know i have to i have to know and it is so frustrating and do you find them satisfying Again, I really wish I could say no. I wish that I could say that I don't. I wish I could say that I read them and feel dirty, but every single time I'm like, <laughs> they were buying, they were buying, sorry, they were shopping at like a, oh my God, that's where they were shopping. Incredible. Wow. I can't believe, famous people are just like us. And like, it gets me every time and it, 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 it drives me up a wall because afterwards I will close it and go, well, that that was nothing. That was a nothing story. That was a story about someone about someone shopping at a Seven Eleven. That's not impressive. But it, but in that moment, I'm like, wow, blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I it, look. We've as much as I would love. To continue to to gossip, unless unless you happen to to have some stories about famous people shopping at a Seven Eleven, I think you and I both know what's gonna happen today. Oh well, it's been a very long time since I personally went to a Seven Eleven, and you know, honestly, I don't know what they look like these days. Are they similar? Do they still have the those charming slurping machines? Like. <laughs> <sighs> they do they do indeed they they do and do indeed um on i mean technically now the nice thing and i i will tell you this and this is <sighs> if you didn't hear it let's put it let's say put that way you didn't hear it from me okay Slurpy machines, like the proper Slurpy machine, mm-hmm. not something that is on the other side. I was as shocked as anybody, and and but like if you're looking for if you're looking for something similar, like we have icy machines, like they're all over the place. So every corner's got an icy machine, but like well, the the texture is different, and like they're just slightly different. So like you get used to icies, is what I'm saying. Like when we go through to the other side, go get used to the icy machine because it's it's. I guess it's I don't know how they got a sponsorship with the afterlife but they seem to have gotten some kind of sponsorship with the afterlife. I mean, what is a slurpee but a glorified icy, really? Uh, you know, I, I thought the same thing until they installed all the icy machines and now there's like this little bit of like a different texture that like Sometimes you kind of, I mean, I guess I have it easier than probably you will, because, like, I get to cross back over and go back and forth, but, like, it's just, it's a little different texture, and it just, it's Mm. a little difference, you know? (sighs) Look, we're, I'll get you, if you need, if you want a Slurpee, we can stop for a Slurpee on the way. (laughs) Perhaps. And I think that brings us to the interlude. I believe it does. <laughs> uh, pleasantries are mortal in their own way. Oh, I forgot to 
mention there were mechanics during that. Yes. We didn't. I I didn't just force <laughs> Jeff to do a bit about Slurpees for fun. But uh, it, I mean, it I was did. Fun. But like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, so for every one uh, witch, for every one minute you successfully keep death distracted, add a point to mortality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and death, for every one minute you remind the witch they are meant to die today, add a point to cunning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have the stopwatch. I do. I have stopped it. We ran for 11 minutes. That is an incredible amount of time to do a bit about slurping. It is. Between that, between that and <laughs> clickbait, we, we went some places, and I'm very pleased with it. I feel like you probably get a lot more of those minutes than I do. Yeah? I think... I, I feel like you were we 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 veered in a lot of places. I think I I think I I probably a lot more of those minutes were spent talking about frivolities than we're talking about the fact that you are dying. Yeah, I think I I am inclined to agree. Although the moments where you did, I was like, "Hmm, how do I come back from that?" <laughs> they they felt pretty good. I was pretty proud of them. <laughs> So like, I'd probably take like maybe three of those of those minutes. Okay. Which puts me up to four cunning. And then that leaves the remaining nine minutes. Or sorry, 11 minus four is, or 11 minus three is eight. Eight. Eight points of mortality. Eight. eight. Oh, that's so many. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> so that brings us up to the interlude. Uh... Pleasantries are mortal in their own way. When your idle chatter has died, consider each other. Stop the stopwatch. Death has come to woo the witch. The witch would like to live just a little longer, though. Death, roll a d6. Witch, add your current cunning. That is a five. And my current cunning is a seven. So that is twelve. This is how many minutes the witch has to try to talk their way out of dying today. (laughs) All right. I'm setting a timer for 12 minutes. Oh, God. So uh, once I start the timer, we'll begin the third movement. The witch will want to keep death distracted as long as possible. Uh, You may attempt to add a minute to the timer by spending one point of cunning to convince death that the dance has not quite ended. By by and that by claiming you now would be too easy or mundane. If uh, death is successfully distracted, add a minute to the lifespan. I may draw attention at any time to your tactics by spending a point of cunning. Doing so reduces your mortality by one. Uh, yep. When the timer runs out or your mortality is reduced to zero, our relationship reaches its inevitable conclusion. Yes. Hell yeah. Hell, <laughs> Quinn. I know that we've. T- I know like. I gotta say, as we read through this, like, the writing is so good. Like, the game is so short and so, like, it's so tightly written and, like, the the actual, like, prose in it is so poetic and perfect that, like, the little tiny flourishes that you were able to, like, pull out of this game in such little text is, like, it blows my mind. And it makes me, it gets me so hyped. That means, that means a lot because that's. A thing that I, I talk about a lot when I talk about my fever dreams is, like, they're spirit-heavy and rules-light, mm-hmm. so it's very much, like, 
play because you know uh, you'll be going through a game or whatever and it'll have pages and pages and pages of rules and ultimately as a player or as a gm this one doesn't have a gm but you end up like taking what you want anyway so it's like if i can just set the tone for someone to have a good time that's that's what it's all about if someone looks at the third movement and goes fuck the numbers let's just talk Mm mm-hmm until the timer runs out, then, like, by all means, as long as you have a good time. Like, that's what I care about. I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. (laughs) All right. So I've got my, I've got my, my points of cunning and I'm going to start the timer. Okay. And the timer is going. So I suppose we should get going. I don't suppose you would want another cup of uh, warm Honey water? I have plenty. And some of the honey is fresh, actually, from uh, one of the neighbors has has recently taken up beekeeping, which I thought was fascinating and interesting. I've been learning a lot about bees lately. Um, I I know what you're trying to do. I see what you're trying to do. I teach you about bees, yes. I, I... I am of two minds because I know, I know, I know that you're trying to distract me, to draw me out and to, to, to make this go a little longer. And I hate that it's working because I do have a lot of bee opinions. I, let me go and, and I will go to the kitchen and fix your thing. And please, I would like to hear... All of your bee opinions. Honestly, there's just the, the 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 real core of it is like you're never gonna get store bought honey that is the same as as raising it yourself. Like absolutely, it is. I learned that I was I went to a, I went to a bakery because uh well the bakery had burned down and somebody needed uh. to be collected. Um, and as I was collecting it, that is the one thing that they imparted on me, and I thought it was fascinating because. It was kind of the one thing that they it was the one thing that they wanted to pass on, right? They wanted someone to know that store-bought honey does not match homemade honey. I don't know. A noble, a noble thing to pass on. What is Let me ask, what is your one thing to pass on? Cuz hmm. I hate to say this. It's kind of your last chance. Oh, well, you, you know, me, I, um... (laughs) I'm adding a minute to the lifespan. Yep. (laughs) Um, I have spent a long time by myself, honestly, and, um, I suppose... You know, I haven't really thought about that. Um, no one ever does. Hmm. The thing I would pass on is that it's okay to be alone. No one. No one ever goes with that one, you know? I, you get so much. I feel like, and this is in no way knocking the things people have shared with me because, you know, everybody is sharing something very personal, but like, I've heard so much about treasuring the time that you spend with people that 
gotta say, gotta say, I, I don't hear enough about how how good it can be to be alone because sometimes I think that gets overlooked in I feel in the circumstances. I feel that there are so many people that I've met who just are so afraid to be alone with themselves for whatever reason, and they're always surrounded by people or they're always in relationships, and they just never take that time to savor themselves and just the joy of being and the joy of becoming, because we are always becoming something new with every breath, with every cell that dies. Like, we are something new and also the same. We are, as you are right now, always headed to a meeting with me. Sometimes you you get to be a little late though. Sometimes, sometimes I can, sometimes I can, I can fudge the numbers a little bit. I'm gonna add a, I'm gonna add a minute and also spend a point of cunning. Hmm. Which means my mortality needs to go down one from a twelve to an eleven. All right. <laughs> so, uh, at this point, the clock's gonna get me. Damn. Uh, I can, hmm. I can always fudge the numbers a little bit, but you know. We all we all end up going to the same place in the end, and there's only one. I mean, I guess, I guess technically there's there's one person that you go with, and that's me. But it is nice. I feel like it's got to be nice to be able to know that you're going to take that journey alone and be okay with it. Yes, I suppose I will be. Do you visit? What's th- or is that against your rules? <laughs> uh, I need to take a moment to think about this because I need to think. I need to find the right answer to this. That's this is going to be me adding another minute. <sighs> because the truth of the matter is, well, well, let me let me let me let me tell you this. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer the question, but I have to give you two answers. Because the official answer is no, of course not. I am a messenger, and once I've delivered you to the location, to the drop site, they call mm-hmm. it a drop site, and that is, like, weirdly sterile for what is happening, right? Are we in agreement about that? That is very bizarre, That's a yes. weird choice for that word. But the official word is that once once the, once the, the deliverable has been received at the drop site, Again, the language. I I I'm, I keep coming back to it. It's the 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 official wording is a lot to take in. But once the deliverable has been received at the drop site, then I'm done. My role is done. Mm-hmm. I mean, for you though, for us, I've got days off. I've got time off. And I suppose I'll have all the time in the world. Yeah. No. Which I guess is got to be a nice thing to think about, right? I mean, you know. I mean, it depends. Are there if there are activities? If I'll be bored? If there will be people that I will be forced to socialize with? I I think you'll be all right. I look. They, I mean, truth be told, there's about as many activities as you can make. As you can, as you can come up with for yourself, mm. you know, it's a lot of, um, 
it is what you make it which oh my god i can't believe i can't believe like they get they give us <laughs> so many i'm adding a minute as you once <laughs> once again caught me um <laughs> here's the thing there are so they give you they give us this packet uh-huh. with like the official talking points and the official lingo mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the thing that i really hate is that is when I find myself finding the packet really valuable? Hmm. Cause like I'm like, well, I don't want this. I didn't ask for your packet, like, and I'm like, I know, like, and it's like I want to believe that, like, I don't need your stinking packet. But then, like, I find moments like this where I'm able to say, like, it's gonna be what you make it. You know, like if you've if and I I think. I'm going to spend a point of cunning to say, I think you, no matter how much you are worried about it, and I can tell you're worried about it because you and I've had these conversations, and I know when you're worried about things, you do the the long-winded, you, you catch me, and you've caught me, and I will acknowledge that. <laughs> it's going it, to, it is what you make it, and I think to your point, you're better alone than most, you know, that your, your, your question about like, are there going to be people you're forced to socialize with? Do you, are you, are you, you're forced to socialize with people now? That's not going to change that much, but it's, it's, it's a long time. And I think you'll be okay. May I ask you a personal question? I'm an open book. If you could have any mortal job instead of this gig, what would it be? <sighs> I'd love to make pizzas. Because you know who would always you? seems like they're having a great time? Who? Pizza. I'm adding a minute because this is going to be a whole <laughs> story. <laughs> Pizza shop owners always seem like, you know, and and again, a lot like with the bakeries, like generally a lot of times when I am meeting them, the circumstances have not been great. And yet every single one of them, once we start the whole like, you know, last conversation ritual stuff, Mm -hmm. they seem pretty jazzed like and they always have a story. They always have an interesting story for themselves. And like, I envy that, you know, there's a, there's a joy that they have in, in making stuff. And like, I want, and at the same time, there's a very particular loving rudeness that, that a pizza shop owner can have that you can't really have from (laughs) anybody else. And like, I spend so much of my time, like, giving people space. Because, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm me. Like, I'm giving you a lot of space right now, right? Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a lot of, a lot of space. He said, spending a point of cunning, like, I am, I'm giving you space here 
because I know what's going to happen in a few minutes, like I know what's coming, that I'd love to just kind of have the ability to tell someone to get a move on. I mean, you do have that ability. Have you considered that perhaps I am taking the space for myself? (sighs) I think it's a two-way street. I am down to my last point of cunning, by the way. I think it's a two-way street. I think... (sighs) I think you are... You are... Taking space that I am leaving open to be taken. I think, you know, where there's an agreement here. And I think the fact that as I spend my last point of cutting... I think we could be having this conversation on the bike. Have you seen the bike, by the way? It's brand, I got it all finished out. There's a sick mural on the side of it. You're going to love it. I No, I haven't, but I would love to hear more about it before I have to get on it. Oh, oh, you're going to, you're, I'm adding that minute. Oh, you're going to, it's going to be so, so it is, it is, uh, I got a mural on the side of it. I had, I, I collected this I collected this airbrush artist. Terrible mm-hmm. situation. Fume inhalation, really upsetting scene. Oh. Um But in exchange for some time, in exchange for some time to like handle some business, uh she painted an airbrushed mural on the side of the bike. It's like an outer space scene and there's a dragon and uh oh. like death is fighting the dragon but not like me cuz I like like she offered and I was like that's a little bit weird I don't want to have myself on a bike <laughs> but like you know like an artsy interpretation of death with the scythe and mm. the, the whole the whole kitten caboodle like fighting a dragon in space it is so sick and I'm I'm so, and like you know I feel I I don't want to sound conceited in saying this but like I feel extremely cool riding this bike as you should. Who do you think you would win in a fight against a space dragon? No, not at all. God, no. <laughs> I mean, no, no. I don't think I have that skill set. But um, it's cool to see it on the side of the bike and imagine. Anyway, I've gotten off track. Um, the bike, we got to rewind bike to space. Right. We could be having this conversation on the bike. Right. Like, you know, a lot of my conversations, a lot of these conversations are happening on the ride. We're not right now. Right. And only part of that is because you keep offering me this wonderful honey water. And to my previous point, really can't beat homemade honey. I would offer you another, but I'm afraid I seem to have run out of honey. Well, we're running out of a lot of things today. But we're having this conversation in comfy chairs, and you are taking space. But I think, and maybe if I can be so bold, maybe if I can impart something, because nobody ever asks, right? Hmm. 
recognize the gifts of the people that care about you because you might not always see them. And I don't know. I guess I'm just to, to my point about two way streets. Like I recognize that like this conversation with someone that, that I, someone that I care about, like is a gift in and of itself in the same way that us having this conversation for a few minutes is a gift for me. Like recognize the things that, that we do for one another. Cause I think they're pretty special. Mm. So there is wisdom somewhere in there. Somewhere, once in a while. Uh, most <laughs> of which, most of which is picked up from people that I give rides to. I can't deny that. That one was all me, though. That one was all me, and I'm gonna take a moment of pride in that because, you know, I. Uh, like I said, I don't get to I don't I don't I don't get to be the one dropping this stuff all the time. You know, I take I pick up a lot of stuff. I don't get to drop a lot of stuff. Well, I guess I technically drop off all kinds of stuff, but emotionally <laughs> speaking, it's true. You do so much listening, but how many people actually let you talk? Not as many as I would like. And so I appreciate I appreciate having this opportunity and with someone that who I'm actually genuinely interested in listening to, which is not to say that I don't like listening to everybody, but it's nice to, Oh, I understand. It's nice. It's nice to match wits with somebody that, that I'm interested in matching wits with. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So I guess, I mean, I'm glad that we got to use the rest of that, honey. Me too. It would have been a shame to have it just sit there and go bad. Right, somebody should get to enjoy. Like, stuff like that, like, it's meant to be enjoyed, right? Like, your your, your neighbor went through the effort of, of bottling it up. That stuff like that should be enjoyed. And I'm glad that we got to do that. Me too. Me too. Uh, I, I wish I had something better to say other than I guess that makes it time. Mm. And that marks zero. Whew. Right? Which brings us to our climax. Yep. Uh, so, which? Speak your final words. Death. Embrace the witch. Separate them with dignity and tenderness from their mortal coil. I think I look around the space that I have known for so long. And I look back at you. You know, I never liked feeling like 
I belonged to someone else. I never liked belonging to other people. So I guess that's why it's always been you. Well, and I guess after today, you don't belong to anybody. This is your final obligation. Um, I'm once more into the breach, my friend. I am happy to give you this one final gift. From the moment you met, you have both been waiting for this. Revel in it. Say your bittersweet goodbyes. I think I open the door and I hold it for you and I... As you're about to leave, I grab a jacket off of a coat rack and I throw it around your shoulders. I'm like, oh, hop on. No helmet. Ah, uh, you'll be fine. I will sit side saddle. And <laughs> I start the bike, and I ride, and I go faster and faster. And the wind whips through your hair. And the jacket flops around you. And I feel the wind. And I feel the weight of another person on the back of the bike. And slowly and surely, like, my control over the back of the bike starts to shift a little bit. And, like, I start to lose that extra sense of stability around the back of the bike. And that, like, that weight distributes differently. And as I am driving, you fade away. And I never stop. But eventually I am just driving on my own. You are alone again now, Death. There was no one else like them in the world. And that's game. Who? Yeah. Wow. Dang. Good. Woof. <laughs> De debrief. How are we feeling? That I have never played this game that I wrote. Um, big, big designer mood. So I. Wow, I, my my brain is just kind of like, wow, that worked. That was um, like, it was it was. <laughs> I will say, going back to the 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 things that we wanted, I feel like I got exactly what I wanted. Where that moment of like Same. that ending of the game just hit me like a ton of bricks, and yeah, feeling the weight of that was just perfect. It was exactly what I wanted. Yeah, that was wow, wow, who? This fever dream, good, Quinn. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, it was, I love how casual and like effortless the actual, uh, like the third movement was the, the timed conversation. And like that, there's this, that wonderful, that there's this really wonderful feeling of like when the time is low, like naturally running, like, oh, there's the, I think. Thinking about the mechanics and thinking it through, like there's a wonder, there was a wonderful moment where we had both 
kind of spent all of the points that we could spend to like impact yeah. the timer. So there is the what I, I guess I would call like the game incentive, right? Like the the idea of like I have a thing I can do to impact the game. Like we're we're out of that, which naturally pushed us towards that kind of ending of like running out of stuff to say and like yeah it sort of created that really beautiful lyrical like end of the conversation feeling of like i don't really know what else to add here and like having that be yeah. at that moment was so absolutely perfect and heartbreaking but in that way that i wanted it to be yes can i just say playing this without being able to see the timer is extremely like it adds an extra layer of like it adds a little bit of edge to it because I'm like, I don't know how much time I have, right. so I'm just going to spend the cutting points because I know how much mortality I have, and it's a lot. Yeah. So it's really about the clock. <laughs> I loved I, I loved that. It made me so happy. Like, having having those moments where I was like, that's a point of cutting. That, yep, that's, that's that, <laughs> that's that, like, was wonderful. Uh, oh. And it really is. It's just verbal chests yeah. for however long you have and like it's only i mean we we were doing it for what 12 minutes but like it felt like say saying it felt like an eternity feels like a <laughs> criticism but it is the best possible endorsement of like that experience just carried through perfectly yeah oh well thank you so much for playing it with me it was incredible thank you so much for having me on and for playing my weird queer fever dream with you with with you with me <laughs> oh, well thank you so much this was a delight real quick before we wrap up where can people find you your work and penultimate online um so you can find all of my work uh all of my social media stuff about uh tabletop actual play that i do on my website which is tastic.me uh, it's got links to like all my socials and to my itch, which is where all my games are at. Um, yeah, that's probably the best place to find me right now. Hell. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing the show. This was awesome. I had so much fun. I had so much fun. This is so much fun. Oh, I had such a great time. <laughs> and for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Quinn for coming on the show. I just sitting down and listening to that episode and like re-experiencing it was just a whole other level of wonderful. And I'm so I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we got to explore that in in play. It was a wonderful experience that I'm so, so happy about. Be sure to check out all of Quinn's work at Tastic.me as well as uh, check the show notes for more information about their end of year itch.io sale and for more information about Pen Ultimate. Then be sure to follow Quinn on Twitter at Quintastic, that's Q-U-I-N-N-N-T-A-S-T-I-C underscore. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice review on Podchaser. Well, you can do it in other platforms, but Podchaser is the easiest one to do because you don't have to have like an iTunes account. And also it still sends like a nice little email to my inbox of like, hey, somebody said a nice thing about your show. And like, you know, that type of thing matters. That type of thing really uh, makes me feel good. So go do that. You can also support the show financially at patreon.com slash Jeff Stormer or uh, ko-fi.com slash Jeff Stormer. Or if you're looking for another way to support the show and you're looking to get more wonderful podcasts every week, go check out the other show that I produce with my best friend Aaron Catano-Sayas called All My Fantasy Children. 
AMFC is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network, powered by you. Every week, we take a listener-submitted prompt, and we spin that into an original fantasy character populating a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish, you're not my boss, at OneShotPodcast.com. Party of One is, as always, produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rights, coming on the show as a guest, or about press coverage of the show, you can email me at PartyOfOnePodcast at gmail.com. And... I think that's it. Like, I think that's it for 2020. I think we did it. Well, all right. Well, until next time, until 2021, I've forgotten how to end my show. Um, Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the force of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. Be forgotten, ne'er brought to mind. Should old acquaintance be forgotten, days of old lang syne.